0: Hello mommies and daddies, aunties and uncles, grandparents, guardians and caregivers. Welcome back. Growing up, we all knew that we have five senses and these helped us to interpret and understand the world around us. These senses were touch, hearing, taste also known as the gustatory sense seeing and smelling also known as the olfactory sense so when we touch something we'd be able to describe it as soft hard fluffy rough smooth or textured when we heard something we could say it was loud or faint squeaky or hoarse when we tasted something we were able to say it's salty sweet or sour and when asked What we could see, we could always tell if something was dark, far, bright, big, or tiny. And when we smell, we could classify smells as pungent, aromatic, fragrant, or foul. Today, I'm going to add a few more senses to this list. And they are vestibular, which is a person's sense of balance proprioception which is awareness of the position and movement of the body and lastly interoception which is a lesser known sense that helps you understand and feel what's going on inside your body so kids who struggle with interoceptive uh, senses may have trouble knowing when they feel hungry when they feel full hot cold or thirsty they may also have trouble with self-regulation now, imagine being oversensitive to things in the environment. Like common sounds may sound heightened, painful, or overwhelming. The light touch of a shirt may feel like it's burning your skin. No, 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 no. Not as an allergic reaction. Imagine having to cover your eyes because a normal light bulb or daylight is painfully blinding to your eyes or covering your ears when in crowded areas. Well, this is what we call sensory processing disorder. Welcome to another episode on Learning with Lindo and I'm certain you want to know what sensory processing disorder is. So let's get on, let's get into it. Sensory processing disorder is a neurological, brain-based disorder that presents as trouble receiving and responding to information that comes in through your senses. Sensory processing refers to the way the nervous system receives messages from your senses and turns them into stimulus response. For those people with sensory processing disorder, sensory information goes into the brain but it doesn't get organized into the right responses. Those individuals with SPD respond to sensory stimuli differently than most people. This means that a person with SPD will most likely react to most stimuli in, or input in a different way. While all children at some point may seem quirky or particular about the things that they like or dislike, children with sensory processing disorder will be so severely affected by their sensory preference that it interferes with their normal everyday function. So what are the symptoms of sensory processing disorder? SPD symptoms can be categorized into two classifications, hypersensitivity and hyposensitivity. Hypersensitivity may include extreme response to a fear of sudden high-pitched Loud or metallic noises like flushing a toilet, a clanking cutlery or crockery or other noises that seem unoffensive to other people. So imagine being out at a restaurant with a child that is hyper aware of every sound. This means that everything you hear for them is multiply, multiplied and they struggle to discriminate the sounds, Often resulting in a meltdown. Uh, you may also notice that these children may be distracted by background noises that other people don't seem to hear. They are fearful of surprise touches, so you can't just like touch them. You need to announce what you're going to be doing. They constantly avoid hugs and cuddling, even with familiar adults. They seem very fearful of crowds or avoid standing in close proximity to other people. They don't enjoy a game of tag, and are overly um, fearful of swings and play. Ground equipment they also are extremely fearful of climbing or falling even when there's no real danger like it they don't like their feet being off the ground and lastly they also have poor balance and may fall often so all of these symptoms that i've just mentioned are hypersensitivity symptoms meaning feeling everything too much Now the next classification is hyposensitivity and hyposensitivities to sensory inputs may include a constant need to touch people or texture even when it's inappropriate to do so Uh, children who are hyposensitive don't understand personal space even when same-age peers are old enough to understand it they also come across as very clumsy and uncoordinated and have an extremely high tolerance or indifference to pain They might also harm other kids or pets uh, because they don't realize their own strengths. So these are the kids that you'll find um, throwing the puppy um, at a a wall or uh, wrestling with other kids. They may also be very fidgety and unable to sit still because they enjoy movement-based play like spinning and jumping. And lastly, they might... Uh, come across as being a thrill seeker and this can be dangerous at times because they're not aware of imminent danger. Many children with sensory processing disorder start out as fussy babies who become extremely anxious as they grow older. These kids often don't handle change well and they may frequently throw tantrums or have have meltdowns. How can a child get an SPD diagnosis? Sensory processing issues aren't a diagnosis on their own. So a doctor will not uh, say your child suffers from a sensory processing disorder, but they often co-occur with two conditions, which are attention deficit hyperactive disorder and autism. Kids don't have to have ADHD or autism to have sensory processing issues. And parents may realize or recognize their child's behavior is not typical, but most parents may not know why. So don't be afraid to discuss your child's behavior with your doctor. Uh, Your doctor may be able to refer you to an occupational therapist. These professionals can assess your child for SPD and they will most likely watch your child interact interact in certain situations. And then the therapist will ask your child questions and all of these things will help make a diagnosis. What treatments or therapies are available for an individual diagnosed with sensory processing issues? Treatment is usually done through therapy. Research shows that starting therapy early is key for treating sensory processing issues. Therapy can help children learn how to manage their challenges. Therapy sessions are also led by a trained therapist and therapists will help you and your child to learn to cope with the disorders. Sessions are based on if your child is oversensitive, undersensitive, or sometimes a combination of both classifications, there are different types of therapy, and the first one we're going to talk about is sensory integration therapy. This type of therapy uses fun activities in a controlled environment. With the therapist, your child experiences stimuli without feeling overwhelmed. He or she can develop coping skills for dealing with that stimuli. Through this therapy, these coping skills can become a regular, everyday response to stimuli. So in essence, a child is taught what to expect or is um, cultured to to understand uh, things and what to expect in like environments and how to to work through that. So most of the times, children with sensory processing uh, disorders cannot communicate in the moment that oh this is how I'm feeling and this is what I'd like to do or I'm just a bit overwhelmed and I need a timeout or a break. So it's always important for these things to be communicated so that children know exactly what to do and you as a teacher, a parent or any adult know that when this happens this is what the child is going through. I have uh, seen schools that have sensory rooms That have um, a lot of textured carpets, bouncing balls, a dark tent and all of these things, all of these places are a space where a child knows that if I'm getting a bit overwhelmed in class, I can just put a, a red sticker or a red card on my table and my teacher will know that I'm obviously going through something. Um, and then I will leave and go straight to the sensory room, calm myself down. But a child won't know how to process this if they haven't been told that if you're feeling like this, this is what you can do to calm down. The next uh, type of therapy is is a sensory diet plan. Many times a sensory diet plan will supplement other sensory uh, processing disorder therapies. A sensory diet plan is a list of sensory activities for home or school. These activities are designed to help your child stay focused and organized during the day. So you know like with the diet you eat specific things uh, at specific times. This is also like what what is meant for children um, because it helps them include specific things that help them calm, calm, uh, calm down at specific intervals so they can have a time every hour when they can go for a 10 minute walk a time twice a day when they could go to swings for 10 minutes. They may also have like access to devices like headphones that they can listen to music to while working. They can have access to fidget toys that help them calm down or focus. Or they could have simple things like a, a gym ball to sit on. Because this give you ch- this gives a child a way to move his or her legs while sitting in the classroom. Another form of therapy is occupational therapy. Your child may also need this therapy to help with other symptoms that are related to sensory processing disorder. It can help them with fine motor skills such as handwriting and using scissors. It can help them with gross motor skills such as climbing stairs and throwing a ball. It can teach everyday skills such as getting dressed and how to use utensils. I've worked with a lot of children who had trouble processing sensory information and there are two very relatable cases of evident hypersensitivity and one of hyposensitivity. That I'd like to share with you today um the one boy was extremely sensitive to sounds and touch he was also diagnosed with autism he never went out for recess at all like in my two years of working with him he never went out for recess um because he said there was too much light outside and um, he chose to just stay in the classroom also in a very sort of like dark part of the classroom and because he also mentioned that the other children were too loud and the wind would touch his skin and that wasn't comfortable for him so now imagine having such a hyper sensitive hypersensitivity to the point where you feel like when the wind blows it touches your skin Uh, he also didn't like being touched because his peers would touch him and not because his peers would touch him i'm talking i'm not talking about wrestling or tackling him down he just avoided being touched and he would squirm at any physical contact often excusing himself from any context with no explanation the other child uh the other child was sensitive to sound and would get startled by any light, loud noise and the one time uh we searched the entire school uh because she was missing after a teacher had shouted at her and i'm using shouted in, in um, inverted commas because the teacher didn't really shout they were just like The child was extremely hypersensitive to sound. So when the teacher spoke to her, asking a question, she got startled, she got overwhelmed, and she ran away, like she disappeared. The teacher was like quite an elderly person, so it's not like she could run after her. And when she went to try and find other people to help look for her now the child was nowhere to be found she was found though a couple of hours later and she was snuggled in a shrub garden with her hands over her ears on a normal day you would find her walking around with a pink covering ear covering headphones that cancelled out the noise in the environment she also enjoyed sitting in dark areas like under the teacher's desk or in the storeroom and because she was so hypersensitive to sounds she wouldn't attend things like assembly or special assemblies because there was just too much input or too much stimuli going on at one time um one of the most sensitive children that I've ever worked with needed to to put on a weighted jacket or a blanket so I don't know if um if you're aware that there are jackets that kids can wear that have zips where you put weight in to give the child a sense of feeling um uh When having a meltdown, he would have to be physically squeezed or hugged from behind to apply immediate pressure and to help this child calm down. So these are the things that you would see. And you would see when the child was obviously not uh, stimulated. Like this child who was hyposensitive, you would actually see him, if he wasn't stimulated, he would struggle to focus in class. if he, wasn't his we- we- if he wasn't wearing his waiter jacket, he would struggle to sit down and work or focus on any task, really. Now, living with sensory processing disorder can be hard. Parents of children with sensory processing disorders can feel alone. They may also avoid taking their children out in public or avoid uh, sensory overload. Parents may also feel like they need to make excuses for their children's behavior. Adults who have sensory processing disorders may feel isolated too. Sensory overload can prevent them from leaving the house because they are constantly scared of what might happen. This can make it difficult to go to the store um, for, for essentials or even to go to work. Adults who are struggling with SPD should work with an occupational therapist. The therapist may be able to help them learn new reactions to stimuli. This can lead to changes in how they deal with certain situations and that may lead to an improved lifestyle. Sometimes, even if SPD gets better with therapy or age, it may never go away and a major life event or stress can trigger any symptoms. All of the things that can be, all of these things can easily be overlooked, and children can be labeled as disruptive, throwing tantrums, or even attention-seeking. But these are biological needs of some children, and if not understood, they can hinder the development of a child. So take note of these little things, and yes, sometimes a child may be overreacting, but on all the other times, assume that your child might need help trying to process the world around them. From Lindo, thank you for listening to another episode of Learning with Lindo and please don't forget to like and follow us on Spotify, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcast, and share this episode with your family and friends. Thank you very much.